for downloading this podcast from the Freedom Centre Church in Preston. Good morning, Freedom Centre. How are you guys doing this morning? I hope you guys are blessed. I hope you guys are ready to receive some word of God this morning. I want to like to thank you guys for inviting me once again to be with you, to minister, to be able to preach the word of God, to share the gospel, talk to some brothers and sisters so that we could develop and grow and just be a little bit um, more together in times like this. Amen. I want you to see if everybody could close their eyes with me. I want to say a quick prayer before we get started. I know our time is limited and I want to be able to share the word of God with you. Amen. Father God, we come boldly before your throne of power and grace, my God. And I want to say thank you for the opportunity that you have given us to be able to listen to your word, speak your word. Holy Spirit, I ask that you speak and think through me, Father God, this morning so that we all may be edified and that it is you, Holy Spirit, that ministers to us, Father, in this morning. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen and amen. Amen. It's a pleasure. It's a, it's a real pleasure to be able to talk to you guys one more time. I can't wait so that we were able to have service over here in Texas, that we're able to open up. I don't know if you guys have opened up, yes or no, but the bottom line is that we're here listening to the Word of God. And there are certain things, brothers that, and sisters, that I want to talk about that I think all of us have those favorite verses. I think those, all of us have the verses in the Bible where they've made an impact in our lives. Certain things that stick to us that, that we're able to remember. I remember when I first got saved, I wanted to start reading the book of Joshua. Since that's my first name, I wanted to start reading the book of Joshua. And the first thing I read right there in chapter 1, As I was with Moses, I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. And I started meditating on that. And, and I take that and I carry that with me everywhere that I go. Because I knew the story of Moses and I knew the things that Moses did back in the Old Testament. And I knew what God was doing in his life, he could do in my life as well. And that not even the, the power of the Egyptians or, a, or the Red Sea, the impossible was made possible. I always tell people at work, everything's impossible until somebody does it. Amen. And I want to talk about those little verses, those little things that click to us because I'm more interested in the development and the personal growth of us spiritually, of us to be able to apply things in life, you know, than just to become a religious person and just memorize verses but not have them impact our lives and us be able to give fruit so that other people could see based on the evidence that we give. And that we don't have to be preaching so much, but they could just turn around and look at our lives and say, you know what, I want what he has. I want, I, I want to have that peace. I want to have that joy. I want to have that health, you know, that prosperity. I want to have all these things. And if you guys have your Bible, I'm gonna, uh, it, it, it's a very simple verse. I mean, but it's, a, it's created a big impact in my life. And it's in Proverbs chapter 18, verse 16. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 16. Verse 16 it says, A man's gift makes room for him and brings him before great men. Amen? A man's gift. A man's gift. And I started thinking about those things. I go, what's my gift? What has God gifted me with? You know, I know that God placed me. I think we talked about last time we were here about our purpose. And we were born for such a time as this. But if I'm here for a specific reason. If I'm designed and predestined to be something great around this time. God has to have given me special things, special gifts for me to uh, equip me to be able to do things that I need to do. 
And one time I, I heard a, a person say, what is a gift? And, and his definition was something, something that really stood out to me really, really good. It says, your gift is something you do best with the least amount of effort. Your gift is whatever you do best with the least amount of effort. Think about that for a second. What are you able to do that requires the least amount of effort but has a great impact? You know, whatever God has given you, what God has ordained you to do, nobody can preach like you preach. Nobody can talk like you talk. Nobody can do things and work with their hands sometimes like you could do that. You know, and we got to start be able to analyze ourselves and we got to understand who we are in Christ. Because the Bible says that we are more than overcomers. And in order for us to be able to overcome, we got to have certain qualities in our lives. That's why you can't let other people talk down to you because they don't even know you. They don't know who you are. If you don't know who you are, how can somebody else know who you are and be able to talk bad about you? See, you might have committed or done things out of, out of your, your frustration, but out of character, and I want to get into a character a little bit right now, but that's not really you. Maybe you've grown and you're matured from those things. And the Bible says that we got to be able to grow and mature in Christ. We got to be able to understand. We can't end up our walk with Christ the same way that we started. We can't just read the Bible, brothers and sisters, and just understand and read and know the stories. But we got to understand and pinpoint the principles because I, I, already, I told the church one time, I was like, what does it matter if God or Jesus healed somebody 2,000 years ago? How is that going to affect me? So we got to go beyond just the story and be able to understand what God is trying to tell us. Because the Bible is, is very efficient and proficient and, and, and it's like a dagger. It cuts right through us and it lets us know who we are. It doesn't play around, it doesn't, it doesn't, you know, try to sweet talk us, but it lets us know where we are and exactly where we stand. And I started realizing it, that a lot of people have gifts and a lot of people have a lot of talents. But I read this book one time by John Maxwell, it says, talent is not enough. And many people rely on their gifts and on their talents to get them to certain places and to certain things. And it brings them, because the Bible becomes true, and it brings them before great men. It opens doors for them. But it's not just about getting there. It's about what you do once you get there. What kind of impact are you going to have once the door has been opened to you? And if you realize that the people that play sports, athletes, there's many people with a lot of talent that never make it in a professional level. They might not make it in the professional level. Why? Maybe because they lack discipline. Maybe because they lack commitment. But all those things just come and show us that really they lack character. And I love saying this because I've said this to the church. It's like the gift will open the door for you, but your character will keep you there. That's why you're able to see people sustain a certain amount of lifestyle or, or, or of, of professionalism once the door is kicked open because they just don't rely on their gifts, but they have certain things. They have discipline. You know, they wake up early. Maybe they go to sleep late, but then again, they go to wake up early again. They're the first ones to come in and the last ones to leave. 
They're, they're committed and they give themselves to, to the whatever it is that they're given to 100%. Because the Bible says that we, we're going to reap 30, 60, and 100. The problem is that people that sow 30 expect to receive 100 fold. But you can't receive 100 fold if you don't give yourself 100% to whatever it is that you're sowing to. So don't expect to reap something that you haven't sown. So you can't receive something at 100% if you're not willing to commit and give yourself 100%. A lot of people come and tell me, you know what, God is not for me. I tried it, I did this. And I go, really? How much of you did you give yourself to the Lord? How much of you are you willing to sacrifice, present your body as a living sacrifice to be able to give yourself to something? Because the spiritual realm is, is manifested right here in the natural realm. And if you're not committed to anything here in life, how can I make sure that you're committed to Christ? You might even just come to church, but are you giving it 100%? Are you giving your life to Christ? Are you the same person in church that you are supposed to be out of church? And that's something that, that, that I like to talk about because I work in the construction industry and, and, and when, once we're building and, and we're building roads, I build roads and bridges, I see people and I talk to people that they have to have the same personality, the same character as they did when they were on Sunday. The way they were happy on Sunday, they can't come in with a different and a bitter attitude on Monday. They can't have a poor work ethic Lack of discipline and expect God to bless you. See, God does not bless in chaos. God is a God of order. You know, so anyways, we'll, we'll, we'll get to a couple of things a little bit later. But your character will keep you there. Your gift is enough to take you there. But your gift will keep you there. Now, what is character? <laughs> When I, was, when I was younger, I read this sign that really impacted my life that said, character is what you do when nobody else is looking. Character is what you do when nobody else is looking. There's so many people with talent. There's so many gifted people out here. But not everybody has character. Not everybody has the discipline to do those things. Character is a distinctive quality that not a lot of people are willing to show. See, in the Greek, it says it's a certain stamp. That's what it means. It's referred to as a stamp. In other words, you are labeled, you are separated, you are consecrated, and people know you're different based on that stamp or based on your character. There are many people that lack character, and there's some people that have character, and you're able to distinguish them right away. Can people trust you? Can people trust in what you're saying? Can people believe you? When you told God you were going to give them your all and that if he saved you from this, you were going to give your life over. Can God really trust you and believe you? Do you have the type of character that speaks for itself? It's a distinctive mark. It distinguishes you from other people. It sets you apart. And the funny thing about character is that people with character recognize other people with character. 
or lack of. See, it, it, it's so powerful that people with character deal and do business with other people with character that are different, that are set apart, that are willing to do things and go the extra mile. And, I'm a, uh, and, and, and I want you guys to follow me on this because it's a very important in our daily walk with life that the, we demonstrate this type of character because we were made in the image of God. So all his characteristics, all his traits, everything that God is, he instilled in us. So we're supposed to demonstrate and he sanctified us, which means he set us apart for us to be able to do a special job or a special thing on this time, on this day. So we got to be able to demonstrate people the character of God here on this earth. People with character have to be able to identify me and want to be able to talk to me. Want to want to be able to do business with me. They got to be able to, to, to trust me. Let me, put, let me put it to you in Bible terms. Jesus has such a strong character and such a good character that when the centurion came and he was asking him to pray, he said, no, no, you don't need to go to my house, the centurion told him. All you got to do is speak your word. And I know that he'll be healed. All you got to do is speak it because I'm a man under authority. I understand how things are supposed to work. I recognize that you have good character. I understand that if you say something, people have to move and obey because of who you are. And there's so many people that are gifted, but are not respected because they lack character. They lack what it takes to make it happen. And we got to be able to make things happen on this world. So we got to speak things that are not as if they were. Because we got to make it happen. That's faith. But your faith is only demonstrated by what you do. So you got to be able to show people that it's not just about speaking the language, but actually becoming what it is that you're talking about. In other words, you can't just walk the walk, I mean talk the talk, but you got to walk the walk. Jesus' words meant something. Jesus' words meant so much that everything moves to make sure his words don't fall to the ground. In other words, the Bible says his word goes and prospers and then it comes back to him. It never comes back without prospering. It does and goes and does what it has to do in order for you to continue. There's weight behind it. There's authority behind it. There's a certain character when they show up. I, I represent Jesus. I come in the name of Jesus. And we got to be able to stand up for what we believe if we, if we actually believe that there's power in the name of Jesus. But you have to be grounded. You have to have discipline. You, you, you got to be able to show people, not just talk to people. People got to be able to look at you and say, you know what? 
I want to serve God like he serves God. The Apostle Paul said, hey, imitate me. Look at what I'm doing and imitate what I'm doing. Because I know that what I'm doing is going to get you guys closer to God. It's going to get you guys closer to where you guys need to be. See, when the Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God and its righteousness, it's not saying 1A and 1B. It's not saying 1 and 2. It's saying these two things in the seeking you will find. You got to seek it with vigor. You got to seek it with all your heart. You got to seek it with all your energy to be able to find it. Once you find it, then you got to understand it. Because you don't truly, truly own anything until you understand it. You can't master something unless you understand it. That's why you got to seek. That's why you got to give yourself 100% to whatever it is that God has called you to do. If it's to preach, preach. If it's to teach, teach. If it's to work and show people out there, work. Because ministry is not just, and we especially know this now, it's not coming to church and just talking to brothers and sisters and understanding these things. It's about showing people who Jesus really is. And we do that through the character that we demonstrate to others. <laughs> through trials, through tribulations, your character is revealed. Your character was revealed through your struggles. Jesus faced death and came out on top. Why? Because of his character. Jesus was faced with such an obstacles and people wanted to kill him, people talking bad about him, people betraying him, his, his friend uh, betraying him, giving him over with a kiss. People talking behind their backs, behind his back. People mocking him, hitting him. But it just showed you who God was. That he loved you more than whatever feelings were going on with him. He even told Father, don't worry about it. They don't know what they're doing. Please forgive them, for they know not what they do. But I know what I'm doing. And when I'm through, people may not understand what I'm doing right now. But when I'm finished, when I'm through, when everything is complete, when I'm able to say, you know what, here's my spirit, take it. It is finished. Then they're going to be able to understand. Then when I'm walking with them, their eyes will be open. Then the spirit of truth is going to come and show them and teach them. And they're, gonna, they're not going to need anything or be in lack of anything because of what I did, because of the character that I have and because of who I am. See, you don't want to mess with my God. Because my God is not moved by certain things or emotions. See, if God told me that He's going to be with me for the rest of my life, that as the same way He was with Moses, He's going to be with me, that brings such confidence to be able to do and act the way that he wants me to, it, it brings a sense of security because I got his backup. Why are you acting like that? Because I come in the name of Jesus. See, the name, the, the, the definition behind name means authority. 
with what authority are you going to come and try to do things with the authority of my God, of Jesus? Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 says that I was just created just like my God. There's a peace of God in me that cannot be shook. Jesus could not be shook because he was steady. He was different. See, the Bible says that you and me are different. We're in this world, but we're not of this world. We're different. We move different. We talk different. We act different. And they might not understand these things because we're different. We have been sanctified, set apart. We're gifted, we're anointed to do certain things. That's why you weren't designed to fit in. You weren't designed to be like everybody else. You got a piece of God in you. There's a character, there's something in you of God that cannot let you be like everybody else. That's why when trials and tribulations come and people think that you're gonna get shook and that you're gonna fall, something inside you holds on, holds fast, buckles down and says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Because not everybody understands that only the people that have a characteristics of God in them, that means you and me, the children of God, there's something else in us that will not let us give up. There's something else in us that will take us further. Abraham told his people, he's like, you guys got to wait here. Because where me and the lad are going, you can't go. We're going to go worship. We're going to go offer sacrifice. What are you willing to sacrifice? What are you willing to give up to be able to get closer to God? To be able to understand who you are. Because the more I, I, I seek for God, the more I understand who I really am. And the more I understand who I really am, the more I know that there is power in the name of Jesus. Because greater is, is he that's in me that's in the world. That's why I'm able to speak the way I speak, that I can do all things. I can do all things. And that's including work. When you're at work, you can do all things. That's why you think differently. That's why you act differently. That's why you behave differently. That's why you talk differently. Because you've been chosen. The character of God is in you. There's some piece of rock in me that will not shake me, that cannot let me loose, that I can let me go. Jesus is my rock. My character will sustain me and will not let me fall because there's a piece of God in me. He is my rock. Have you ever just looked at yourself and wondered, man, how did you get out of this one? How was I able to get out of this one? I didn't know I had that in me. I did not know I had that in me. If you didn't know that you had that in you, what makes you think other people know what you have in you? When you even haven't discovered your own self. You can't let other people talk bad about you because they don't even know you. I wonder who, what, what you would do if you really knew who you were. Because understanding your identity gets rid of the fear that the devil tries to imprison you in.
or with? What will you do if you had no fear? Think about that. What would you be doing right now if fear did not exist and did not inhibit you? A lot of people want to do a lot of things, but they have fear in them. What if this happens? What if that happens? There's a lot of great preachers out there. There's a lot of great singers. There's a lot of great workers out there. But they're shy. Why are they shy? Because they're scared. The perfect love casts out all fear. See, I can't have both. I got to be able to start trusting God to the point where fear starts leaving my mind, my soul, my spirit. I cannot live in doubt. Because James says that, hey, if I ask for something but I doubt, don't expect for me to receive anything. Why? Because of the fear that's in me. There's so many things that have changed my life that you read the word and you say when the Bible says that you have been fearfully and wonderfully made. Imagine that. Think about that. Nobody else is like you. <laughs> Nobody else is like you. I've been created in the image of my God. And he took his time to be able to put those things in me. See, and the, and the good thing about this is that in my weakest point, when the devil tries to come and catch me off guard, a lot of people say, okay, what's... I, I talk to people, I say, you know what, I backslid. And I always tell people, okay, but what are you going to do about it? Are you going to sit there and cry about it? What are you going to do? Not like, I know you backslid, I understand that now. But from this point on, what are you going to do about it? There's a, there's, there's a saying that's very simple. There's a couple of things, but say, you don't like where you are? Move. There's another one that says, you can only control what you can't control. See, and the Bible gives us all these things that says, you know what, even in your, uh, in your weakest point, even though you backslid, his strength is made perfect in that weakness. See, even though you're far away from God, you're never too far away that you can't talk to Him right there and then. I don't care where you are, I don't care who you are, I don't care what you've done, God is always there. With His arms wide open, ready to receive the Word, ready to receive His Son, ready to receive His daughter. But with the heart, we believe for righteousness. But with our mouth, we confess for salvation. So we got to be able to speak. Nothing moves until you speak. Nothing happens until you start talking about it. The biggest conversation that we got to have is within ourselves. Because once you start getting out of character, you're, you got to talk to yourself and be like, you know what, that's not me. Have you guys seen that thing that says, what would Jesus do? I still think about those things. Why? Am I doing what I said I was going to do it, or am I coming out of character? Am I behaving the way I'm not supposed to, so I got to come back? It's not too late. I was created. There's some DNA. There's some God in me. That's why I'm thinking that way. That's why I believe that way. 
His strength is made perfect in my weakness. You know what that means? That means I cannot lose. I cannot lose. That's why the Bible says I'm a no, more than an overcomer. Because I cannot lose. Why? Because even when I'm weak and the devil tries to take advantage, Jesus comes in and makes himself perfect. His strength is made perfect in me. And now, I can't lose. Because not even death was able to beat Jesus. There's a saying that says, I refuse to lose. I refuse to lose. And I cannot lose if I, if, if I don't give up. See, the devil knows and he understands that he can't beat you, but he's going to try to wear you out. He's going to come at you every day. He's going to try to procrastinate, give you procrastination so that you don't do what you're supposed to do. So what are you going to do when you're tired, when you're weak? You got to go back and rely on God. Now check this out. I told you earlier that character <laughs> in the Greek was a distinctive stamp. When people see you, they know you're different. When the devil sees you, he knows you're different. That's why you get attacked the way you get attacked. That's why all those thoughts, that's why those, all those sinful opportunities come to your life because he knows you're different. You're built different. There's something inside you, maybe you haven't even discovered yet, that he doesn't want you to, so he attacks you. He tries to oppress you so that you don't grow up and get strong enough to be able to beat him up later. That's why he starts working on them kids so young. That's why people have so low self-esteem because they don't really know who they are. They don't know their worth. But I hope that you do. And I believe you do. You guys have a really good pastor. And I know he'll teach you guys and show you guys. And I understand that there's things that I, I, I will not know, that I will not be able to comprehend. But I do know this. Another verse, Philippians 4.13. I can do all things. I can do all things. See, when the Bible says that his words, his word, is light unto my feet, that means I can't walk in darkness. That means that he, I know exactly where I'm going as long as I'm applying and using and reading and understanding the word. But I got to seek it. I got to be diligent. I can't wait for somebody else just to do it. Because you're going to come a point like it did in a certain amount of time. You can't have church. You can't just always just come to church. You got to have an own personal relationship with Jesus Christ. You got to be able to talk to Jesus on your own. You got to be able to tell him, you promised me that you were going to be with me. You promised me that you were going to, your strength was going to be made perfect in my weakness. See, God is not obligated to fulfill your needs just because you possess or, or profess something positive. He's obligated because He told you. It's in His Word. That's why when you're in the kingdom, the king takes care of the kingdom. That's why in the beginning, Adam and Eve didn't have to work for anything. 
it was given to them because they were inside the kingdom. They were inside Eden. Eden means the presence of God. They were inside the presence of God. And all you people that are going to get married, all the young folks, where did Adam and Eve meet? In the presence of God. So if you want to get yourself a man, you better get yourself a man that's in the presence of God. Seeking God. Don't just get married just to get married. You got to understand where you're going. You got to be able to see further than what you're feeling at the moment sometimes. So we got to be able to understand these things, brothers and sisters. Know your worth. Know your value. Know who you are in Christ. You are more than an overcomer. And I know that God will bless you immensely once you start understanding who you really are. Because then you'll start acting upon it. You'll start believing. And that anybody who believes nothing is impossible for him or her. So we got to believe. We got to believe. Amen. Thank you for the opportunity. God bless you guys. I really hope you guys enjoyed the word. I hope that, you know, I mean, I get to meet you guys sometime and that I'm able to go out there and, and visit you and we'll have church and we'll, we'll be able to have a party out there. You know what I mean? Blessing the Lord, worshiping God. Amen. Let's, let's say a, a, a quick prayer. And, and, and I want to say something. If you're listening to me and you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I want to give you the opportunity to do that today. All you got to do is say, you know what, God? I know I'm a sinner. I know, I, I know I've sinned and I've been separated from you. But I come before you today and I repent and I give you my life today. I ask you to become Lord of my life. Come into my heart. I give you my heart. I want to live for you from this day forward. I want to be able to, to understand what it is to be a child of God. I want to feel your presence. I want to feel your grace. I want to feel it. Come clean me. I give myself away to you, Jesus. And I thank you. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. God bless you guys. I'll see you next time. For more information about our church or to access more of our resources, please visit thefreedomcenter.com.